Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Okay. <laughs> That's... <laughs> you're way too perky. <laughs> um, it's not perky, it's hyper. Oh, okay, well that works too. That isn't because I had extra sugar or extra coffee, it's because today has been a intense running and doing day, so yeah. I'm at the hyper end of my experience, so yes, I'm here. Yay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I feel, you know, I can calm down now. Okay, and so well, that's right. You can stay, you stay hyper and well energized, and drag my ass through it. I am on the opposite end. I'm all sluggish and meh and blah. So um, we're holding the polarity. Yes, we are. Which, in in a strange way, is you know, well, look at what we have today is the equinox. That's right. It is the yes. equinox. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Excuse us for not knowing where we were. <laughs> Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll have to talk about something come, yeah. you know. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was a fun experience. It's like I had an, ex, you know, I'm just going to launch into my day. Do so, it. You know, we'll do the Here's week. Elvira checking in. I'm checking in, yes. Um, my week ended as confused and intense as it began by my totally forgetting that I had a morning hair appointment to get my beautiful locks trimmed and the beautiful purple <laughs> put back into my hair to highlight more of that gorgeousness. So okay. I'm sitting here on the porch in my, you know, robe and just hanging out, and all of a sudden I get a call, and he, my hairstylist said, Elvira, have you forgotten uh, our appointment? Uh-oh. And I went, oh, yes, oh, yes, because I thought it was next week. So I was definitely off, and so he was sweet. He rescheduled for later today, but it also cost me rescheduling everything else, right. you know, that I had planned. And, of course, one of it was to um, 
pick my friend up, Alma, who, of course, is our studio audience. Yay. And it's her birthday. Happy and birthday. Happy birthday. And, um, you know, take her to lunch. And, you know, we had a couple of things we were going to do. And, you know, I kind of had to squish it all because we had to get things yeah. repositioned. Yeah. So that was how my week ended. My week began with, um, at least this week, it wasn't about clients with death and all of the hysteria and concern over that kind. And we're talking people's concern over physical death, Um, which really happened last week, very intense. So this week, on the other hand, which I find amusing because the subject is Crohn. Right. And, of course, that is the the time frame of the human body preparing for death. It is the goddess. It is all these wonderful things. And I'm sitting here going... It was last week we were doing that in reality. This week I just had a lot of people who were basically super anxious. Mm. It didn't matter what... Anxiety is thick this week. Yes, it is. I noticed that too. Yes, it was very intense. Mm. And um, I kind of, uh, you know, part of me had a little bit of that floating around in there too, but then I kind of got recalibrated because I have three wonderful people in my life whose birthdays go... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 1920, and, you know, well, actually, 1920 and 21. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, great, okay, now it's birthday time, and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So that's why the hyper, because I was, like, preparing for all of All this, the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Yeah. But, um, and most of it is, it, there was something that, um, and I may have to pull it up. It was mm-hmm. fascinating for me personally, but it was, um, I belong to, I guess, among all the other things that I forget that I belong to, is the Celestine Prophecy um, website, yeah. and they send out a newsletter. Sure. And I just happened to get this month's um, Zodiac, you know, thing, mm-hmm. and it was really weird because it was talking about Jupiter. Yeah. Which is gone direct. Yeah. But is moving into Sagittarius, which is my sign, yeah. and it will stay there for a year. Mm. And because of that, there is this major stuff that's going to happen in a very positive way yeah. that's opposed to what uh, has been happening yeah. in my world or other Sag's world. Um, and I was reading this, and I was, I was at peace. It, mm-hmm. it sort of brought me into this is my time of making that transition I need to make, and it mm. will be... It will happen. It's not like I'm yeah. pushing it or that I'm trying to run away from it. Yeah. It's like this is the natural progression. I have been, even if I have thought I've been off course, I've been on course. Do you know where your Jupiter is in your chart? Do you know that your chart that be that well? Uh, not right offhand. I mine either. You know. I know. Oh, it's in Cancer, which means it's exalted. It's exalted. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds... Awesome. Well, yeah, I, I understand it. It's the highest point of whatever yeah. is going yeah, on. Because exalted, you just have to take the word and kind of go, oh, that's what yeah. it means. I know it's a good placement for Jupiter, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, there are major transitions I need, I am planning on and have been putting, you know, movement towards. Mm-hmm. But I've been very hesitant. Yeah, of course. And it has been, you know, one of those where I went, eh, you know, yeah. and that kind of settled. It kind of went, oh. Yeah. So in some ways, that was part of today, you know, kind of reading that and going, mm-hmm. oh, I guess that's okay. 
So that's been my week. Nice. Yes. Well, you know, regular stuff, you know, going and getting taken care of this or that. Oh, I have to say one thing, and then I will turn it over to you. Last Sunday I got really, you know, like I've been very conscientious. I was, you know, one weekend I do the bathrooms and I clean them like a nice person, and then I vacuum my house the next weekend, so I'm not trying to kill myself. Yeah. Um, and I did the vacuuming, and I went out on my porch, and the front porch has um, – Indoor outdoor carpeting, and yeah. of course you've got. I got a light that's always on, so I got lots of bugs and lots of spider webs and lots of you know stuff. And I'm vacuuming the ground where the dog's fur is at, and then I start getting really excited. And so I'm vacuuming up all of the the bugs and all of the webs and yeah. you know all the stuff in the you know. Well, yeah. great, it was wonderful. I felt really like yeah. <laughs> well, obviously I may not have done this in the appropriate manner spiritually. I don't know, but I kid you not that was sunday i wound up monday tuesday and wednesday being eaten by spiders oh no um and when i sat outside it was outside it wasn't in my house um it wasn't even at any place i'd gone because i would find various ones and i kid you not it was like 15 bites oh my God. all over the body, oh, and I'm like... Oh, that freaks me out. <laughs> well, it really, and it was, and, and then, you know, they're little ones, so they're obviously not ones I can, you know, really see, and I'm like, well, that's freaking really great, and then my roommate says, well, yeah, we've been having a lot of spider problems at our place in the work, and I go, oh. well, great, that doesn't make me feel any better, so then I went to my chiropractor, and he had something that came up that was very distressing, mm-hmm. and he he's of both Native American and Latino um, background. And he called on me to help with something and protection and some stuff. And I said, fine, there's no problem. And I realized that I'm, I'm then, as I'm doing the prepping the stuff for to, to do it, I'm going, Grandmother Spider, I am so sorry I took your children's home away and took your children away. And please, for restitution, I am making this this protection for this this person whose mother and grandmother were all part of this this ancient lineage uh, with both the native, you know, I was doing this yeah. whole thing, yeah. sort of like, may we please make this one hand washes the other and your children don't eat me anymore. Right. And actually, I think it worked because Good. I sat out there today and nobody kind of yeah. chewed on me. So I hope that brings into, you know, balance because yeah. it was no fun. No. So... I turn it over to you. <laughs> um, well, I did a lot of tidying this week. So I, like to, I tidied several altars, took things down and cleaned things off, and I threw a bunch of stuff away. And mm-hmm. um, I had to have some electrical stuff fixed at my house, and I had to have a, the exterminator come out and get a wasp's nest down. Ooh. And just lo- lots of that kind of little tidying stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, my partner was out of town, um, so I had to go to the airport really late last night because, for some reason, my partner mm-hmm. always takes the latest stepping flight <laughs> in the history of possible options of flying, mm-hmm. and every damn time his flight is delayed it doesn't matter what airline he's on or what day of the week it is or what <laughs> show it's always like always he was supposed to come in at 11 and this flight got delayed not by a ton like by a half an hour but 
he texts me like, hey, I'm getting on the plane. I'm like, oh, good, okay, see you later, because I'm going to go pick him up, because the, the airport's an hour and a bit away. Right. No, it's not like, it's it's a journey. Yes, it is. Not from the airport. Yes, it is. <laughs> and he, then he texts me right back, and he's like, oh, there's a power outage in Oakland, and all flights into Oakland are being delayed. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> and it was only delayed by a half hour, and then when I got to Oakland... It was crazy. It was bustling. It was like it was 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Not midnight. <laughs> so, and then, you know, it's Friday, so I still had to get up early and do the kid thing and school thing mm-hmm. and morning thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm tired and cranky. I, I hate the world today. Uh, I'm so tired. One of my spiritual communities and their navel-gazing is just irking the crap out of me right now. And I just, do we, do we have to analyze everything to death? Can't we just practice witchcraft and just do things? Well, I think, you know, that's a problem we may want to go into about spiritual communities in general. Absolutely. I mean, yes, we want to work on ourselves. Yeah. We want to be good, strong vessels. We want to understand our motivations so maybe we are a better person right. in the world. But we don't have to constantly be like... There was an online conversation started today about there's in the reclaiming community there's a document called the principles of unity mm-hmm. and we we did an, a, a, a show on reclaiming right so if you if you're curious you know there you go but basically the only thing you have to do to say reclaiming which is to abide by the principles of unity mm-hmm. so apparently one of our community people because we're all over the world reclaiming witches. One community is going through the principles of unity and really analyzing, like, well, what does this mean? <laughs> and how do I hold this sentence? And uh, sentence is a page and a half long. It's like eight hundred, a yep. thousand words. Yeah. They're going through every sentence, and it's uh, like I hear that I'm being a snarky bitch right now, so I get it. But I'm also like, re- you're going to go through every sentence and analyze it with your damn navel gazing it's a a beautiful practice and and in my highest self I'm like wow that's really beautiful to connect that deeply to this one document right but then that my other self (laughs) is like oh (laughs) jeez there's this whole conversation that got started about what do we mean when we say safe when we say our spaces are safe what does that mean I I can't even engage with the conversation. I'm so <laughs> irritated by it. It's not even a big deal. I'm just I don't have uh, any patience for that. Right, so I right. think I'm, my my tank is low. I think. Well, and isn't that about the place? Other than where we are in equinox, equal light, yeah. dark. But isn't that what we're moving into? Yeah. The emptiness. Getting ready to hibernate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Which is you know we've talked about this before. We have a show about yeah. equinox, but there's this. You know, we're moving into the dark half of the year where we should slow down and spend more time indoors and spend more time in reflection. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing is entering the frenzy of the holidays. Right. You know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and winter solstice or Christmas or however you want to do that, and and New Year's Eve. Like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And we don't really get that time of that winter rejuvenation. Right. Until January when everybody freaks out after the whole holidays. Where'd all my money go? My money and my life, and now it's the beginning of a new year. And then they kind of go into that. So maybe it's sort of like it needs to hit the wall and kind of splat. Yeah. But, well, that's, yeah. 
that's the other part of, and we're we're going to definitely run into Crone in this one, but you know, yeah. the the concept of slowing down, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just because you get to an age and you do that. Yeah, I know that in truth, when we start talking about this, it's also about that time of the the actual life of the being. Yeah, but. It's also very much a part of everyone's life, mm-hmm. of slowing down to have that time to go within, because every one of us experiences death in some area with something in our lives. And it isn't just our body or yeah. somebody else's body um, or a pet's body. It's basically when something ends yeah. and you need to then go forward to find the next birth. Right. And I think that we are a fast-paced society. We are. We are beyond, you know, all of the the experiences, and we aren't. I think that's when we crash and burn. Right. And yeah, and that's, you know, that's what's so interesting is we have, as humans have created all this innovation to make things easier and to make mm-hmm. things faster and smoother and right. and to require less finger hand-holding, right? right. We, we have to be involved less, and yet people work more and are plugged in more and are yeah. caught up in the web of all of that more than ever before. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I think the world is speeding up, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as always, there's a fast, and then it goes to literally a stop, and right. then it goes to the, you know, you start in the yeah. next level. So with that, let's go into crone. Yeah, crone and crone. elderhood and sage is kind of the word that I was always, I've always used as the polarity of crone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, another rite of passage when we come, and this isn't the rite of passage of death. This is the rite of passage of stepping out of that more active right. role and being the the slower advisor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wise one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. What? I know part of why I'm cranky. I'm on my period. I'm bleeding. And that is part of the transition. <laughs> but someday, I won't be doing that junk anymore. Yeah, and then you'll wonder why after a while that, you know, it became so important because you don't have to do it. Right. But, and that's, I think, a good segue, you know, from <laughs> bleeding to non-bleeding. I yeah. think blood. Um well, again, we have this interesting thing where we've, you know, we've looked at sort of the rites of passage of our physical body, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of our bodies go through physical passages of starting menstruation and the potential of having and giving birth to children. Right. And we have this, the end of menstruation, the the menopause, and the change of our physical bodies again, where right. the the other people's physical bodies don't necessarily have those same check marks. Right. You know, it's like the the rite of passage, the the, the changes, the mm-hmm. actual changes of, of what the body can physically do are much more obvious for right. some of us. Right. Yeah. And there is an energy flow. Yeah. You know, and I know that since I have, obviously, I'm through menopause, so I am in that. Thank you. Um, is that it? there is a different energy flow, yeah. and you do tend to sync up, strangely, with the bigger external energy as opposed to what, because when our bodies sync up, 
now we don't we get back to menstruation and the fact that we have artificial lighting and we don't have the same cycles yeah. as often as the moon cycle right. actually exists. But the one thing I've noticed is that my cycle works with the moon cycle now and the dark moon and the full moon and you know then I kind of sync up with the seasonal cycle more because I'm not I'm not so involved with that external process that my body goes up and down with all the scientific knowledge of hormones and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I have a different flow, and I actually kind of go, oh, but it's more subtle. Yeah. You know, and men have it too, um, especially when they age and, you know, their their body parts change. Um, right. But I think that's a big key to women and what changes for them over and above, you know, all the other experiences getting from bleeding to through menopause. Because in our day and age now, I mean, hot flashes and yeah. all the different things that are, go on, I think are elongated. Yeah. Well, and there's, like, I remember when my mom was my age, you know, there there was menopause. And then all of a sudden there was perimenopause. Yes. Right? So it's like the process gets longer. Yeah. It's not menopause yet, but you're starting to recognize that it's coming, you yeah. know? So I remember, like, okay, why, why are we making this a longer transition? Right. <laughs> well, because the reason is is because we have changed the cycle yeah. with the external not being what governs us. Right. Right. Well, and we're youth-obsessed, too. Yes, that's so, true. So, you know, hanging on as long as we can. There, there, at once upon a time, going through menopause was, if you made it that far, yeah, it was definitely a statement of reaching cronehood, of, yeah. beca- of stepping into elderhood, of being right. one of the old folk. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true anymore. Right. And, you know, I'm, and I'm rolling over the fact that w- people can go through menopause at, 16 or 40 or have the hysterectomy and have medical-induced hysterectomy. Right. Yes, 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 all of that. But we're talking more of the the regular pattern of things, assuming everything goes according to the medical book. Right, the natural (laughs) progression of. Yeah. Because, see, that again, if you had, there were no hysterectomies, you died. Right. Okay. You know, it was. Menopause. Boom. Menopause. Boom. You're dead. That's it. And it's not to be less sensitive or politically correct or anything, but we have elongated our lives, Mm -hmm. prolonged the process so that we can do this. And so, of course, there are these other things that become um, the, they're not really as much of an exception, but become part of the the situation that you have to learn to to deal with. Well, and it, it begs the question, okay, so does menopause a crone make? And I, I think I would say no. Mm-hmm. You could easily have the physical indications of stepping into that next rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Your menstruation could stop. You could have a hysterectomy. You could be 20 and and not ever have started your cycle because mm-hmm. of some other medical issue. That doesn't mean you're now crone. Right. Right? I feel like, and, and the women I know that have chosen to take on the title of crone or, or uh, there's a local woman we did a whole croning ritual for, uh, 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 one of our beloveds in the community, and 
like they decided to take on that title. Like, okay, I am I am stepping mm-hmm. out of where I've been, and I'm stepping into this phase. Right, right. I, and I feel like taking on the title of crone or sage or whatever title you might want to put on it mm-hmm. is more of a personal choice. Right. But I don't think that taking on the title of elder is a personal choice. No, and that, you know, we're going at this at our own pace in our own way, which makes the reason why our show is so totally unique to us. Is, <laughs> is that so a, random, I think, is yes. what Elvira means. Oh, I'm trying so to be. Random. So, anyway, so it's, random. it's more of crone is an age facility. Hag was another part of it um they you know and it doesn't mean hag was bad it has been made bad just like crone kind of has been made bad yeah. it's kind of a it's more quasi than hag right um just as witch was right at a certain point right but elder though has never been right denigrated no and it's it, a title it, of respect it's a title of respect and it is something that is is not necessarily totally age-related. No, no, I agree, and I think that I think that the your community or the people around you are the ones who look and go, oh, that's that's my elder, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's the elder of my tradition, or that's an elder in my lineage, or that's an elder that I you know look up to and admire. Right. I I find it disconcerting when someone starts saying I'm an elder of blah 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 like it feels like that's trying to take on a title that maybe hasn't really been acknowledged by their community and I've seen especially people uh, well I'm just going to say it (laughs) go for a girl so to go back to the reclaiming community for a minute Mm -hmm. you know Starhawk is often viewed as the founder of the reclaiming tradition and that's just not true Mm -hmm. there was a handful of people Mm -hmm. who were involved in the early days Mm -hmm. and there are a couple of those early day veterans that have sensitive feelings about the fact that Starhawk sort of become famous and they have not right you know and that's just the way it goes you know i get it i totally get it mm-hmm. but um one of those people specifically often refers to themselves as an elder mm-hmm. and i would agree i think that this person is an elder and and they brought a lot into the reclaiming tradition and i'm grateful for um who they are and and how they've impacted this tradition of witchcraft mm-hmm. and i also feel like they use it as like a well don't forget I was there too. Right. And that just, that doesn't feel genuine to me. Right. That's more like I need the recognition, not I want to recognize you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I just, I, I find myself feeling really uncomfortable <laughs> when someone refers to themselves as an elder. And, you know, if someone's 80 years old and has been practicing witchcraft their whole freaking lives and teaches and or, or doesn't, leads a coven or whatever, and they call themselves an elder, I would probably have less issue with that. Because, uh, and this is age-related. Yeah. It is age-related in truly a specific way. When you, I mean, what a elder is, mm-hmm. is someone who has gained the wisdom. Right. Of living life. Right. All right? Right. Of experiencing whatever it is. 
a crone is an age that you, you know, crone is I have gone from the rite of passage. It's the rite of passage. It is something that we talk about in um, in many forms, different traditions. There's a crone. But if you think about elders, um, and I'm thinking specifically in um, the Pomo tradition that I know of, that I have very close friends with, and also the Asian community, elders are the family members yes. that have held this energy, whatever it is, all the way. Grandmothers, grandfathers, right. sometimes great-grandmas and right. great-grandpas, you yeah. know, and grand-uncles and all. It's, and it is definitely age, but it is they've lived yeah. this yeah. process and whatever they have right. in terms of the experiences. Yeah. And we, I think it's also because, I think, truthfully, our traditions of pagan and witchcraft have been revitalized, yes. and we don't have right. that kind of actual linear age time frame yeah. that people can attach to, except for very few. And you know, and sometimes we we are lucky enough to encounter them through our travels or through our choosing right. a, a path that they are on. Right. But, but most of modern witchcraft, most of modern paganism, mostly is not that old. No. It really being, uh, really having new life and vitality blown into it in the mm-hmm. 70s and, the, and early 80s, you know, even, the, and the 60s, but yeah. really the 70s was kind of like the major revolution of right of a lot of the modern practices. Right. And that wasn't that long ago. No. You know, 50 years-ish. Yeah. So if they were in their teens or 20s, then maybe they would be with 50, they'd be 60, yeah. you know, somewhere on that level. Right. Which, again, in our world is starting to become yeah. an elder yeah. or starting to become that particular level. Right. But, and some people don't, they may have started it, but they don't, they don't continue it. Right. They were the, they were the activators, yes. but they weren't necessarily. Yes. They did whatever. There's lots of witches and early day re- people who created something or brought some sort of renaissance to this process, and then we're like, oh, okay, well that was fun. I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah, you know that was part of the movement of that time. Right. It was the experiential things of experiencing all these different things because life is a banquet and most yeah. and as. Auntie Ma'am says most poor fools are starving to death. Right. You know. So, I mean, but an elder is something, and personally, when I talk to someone who's an elder, whether they're an elder, and a specifically spiritual elder, yeah. I think I will say, yeah. it's I honor them right. as an elder, and that's what I call them. Right. I don't, you know... And a, t- a couple of times it's happened recently. It's always, you know, kind of a freak out because I don't think of myself as an age bracket, you know. It's right. kind of like, eh. But a couple of people actually turned to me and said, you are, you know, you are my elder or you right. are, you know, as an elder, what yeah. do you think? And yeah. I'm like, let me let me look around behind me. You're talking to somebody else, you know, because I don't. That's not what I really truly have yeah. seen myself as, and it kind of, you know. But that's because of what we what we do out in the world and how it shows yeah. in terms of in the eyes of others as a reflection, right? You know, and uh, so as a term, it has meaning. Mm-hmm. 
It has meaning, and it, it needs to be, I personally think, not arbitrarily taken. Yeah, and I don't think it has to do with age, although I agree with you that, it, you know, life experience is what brings wisdom. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I found in one of the, the books that I was, you know, perusing through, it talks about wisdom, and wisdom is basically, in what this was saying, it's a blend of the intelligence and knowledge, intuition and understanding, and blends all of it, and when and how to act on it, and also when to refrain from acting. Yeah. That's the biggest wisdom. That is the biggest wisdom, is knowing when to just zip it yep. or not take action or mm-hmm. you know, be, being able to keep a cool head. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that, and then they talk about, you know, like, here's your masculine, the god, the goddess, you know, the masculine, the feminine, you know, and yet they both are in wisdom. It is the blend of both. You know, so intellect, the mind, and then the intuition, the feminine, is really when you put the two together as like a coin, it's either side, that's wisdom, that's the blending of it. But it really, it was like the first time I read it, I was like, and how many people have I told to refrain from doing something? And that's like... Yeah, don't do that. When you feel like you want to do that, just give yourself a pause and take a minute and breathe. Right. Walk away and then decide if you really want to send that email, whatever. Yeah. The wisdom, and I'm like going, you know, it, it told me something. I'm going, well, thank you. At least <laughs> I confirm that in what I'm sitting here, that little phrase yeah. helps me because I spend my time wondering if I am, am I being punitive, am I, you know, because your own personal brain goes, you want these people to really be happy, you want them to to do the things that are most beneficial to them, and sometimes you're telling them, give it up, and you're like, you hear them crying and sobbing, and you're like, I, yep, 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 you know, and, but, um, you know, I think some of this, too, at least, you know, I, if you've, ever listened to any of our other shows, especially this year, then you'll know that I turned 40 this year, and it's been challenging for me. (laughs) But I also think, like, I remember, actually, oddly enough, Mm -hmm. today is the birthday of a former friend who passed away a year ago. Oh. And... We had a very complicated relationship, and and she popped up in my Facebook this morning that was like, hey, it's this person's birthday. And I was like, well, yes, and they've passed on. Right. They would have been 40 today. Mm-hmm. How odd. Yes. And I, I, we had a very complicated relationship, and in my early and mid-20s, I was desperate for this person to, to like me back. Mm-hmm. I just wanted them to be my friend so badly, and I... I wasted years mm-hmm. because our spouses were friends and we were running in the same circles and we were often doing witchy things right. together. Right, right, As much as I wanted her to kind of be closer with me, it never happened. Right. I wasted so much time and now I'm like, <laughs> you don't want to be my friend? Fine, fuck off, whatever, I'll go do something else. Like, it doesn't even phase me. Right. Now, and I think that's part of this cronehood, stepping further into life, is some of the things that felt so devastating, so consuming, so, like, life and death. Mm -hmm. Now, and as you get older and older and older Mm -hmm. in life, you're like, oh, yeah, that's so not important. 
and so not worth right. my stress. Right, and there are moments <laughs> when you get tweaked, you know, I mean, we're, that's the one part of being human, oh, but, yeah. you know, the the, and I have to say this because it's funny you say that, because to a very dear friend of mine who is definitely an elder and yeah. is in her crone stage and has known me for almost 50 years, well, well, let me go, 40 years yeah. um, through a lot, I said to her, the one thing that I'm finding very humbling is all of the clients I have and all the things that I have, you know, people coming and asking help for, Mm -hmm. especially in relationships, but in general, the things that I did, said, was tweaked on, um, wasted, just like you say, wasted emotional, mental, and physical time and energy on and I sit back and I go, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it was like, it's seeing my life in all others. Yeah. And that's part, I think, of also moving into cronehood yes. is is you become, and that's the part of holding compassion, yeah. but without soft fuzzies. Right. Right. There's a woman in, again, I don't know why Reclaiming is so on my well, mind today, but Rosemary Dance is one of the elders in the Reclaiming community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to be Rosemary Dance when I grow up. <laughs> she is, I freaking love her so much. She's amazing. And I, one of the, actually, one of the things I've been doing this week, weirdly, uh-huh. Uh-huh. is I've been going back through my old journals. I've had a weird thing come up, and I'm trying to validate an experience I had. So right. I'm, I'm going through old journals. Right. And I found this journal from several years ago at which camp where I wrote, P.S., I love Rosemay Dance. <laughs> but she's an elder in my community. She's one right. of the founders of the Reclaiming Tradition. And she just says the thing that needs to be said. Yep. And even if it's going to be painful, even yep. if it's awkward, even yep. if it might even be a little bit ugly, she just says it. Yep. And I really respect that. Yep. And I look forward to feeling more and more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's also part of stepping into this. It's a rite of passage. Yes, it is. I am no longer going, a rite of passage is saying I am no longer that, mm-hmm. but now this. Mm-hmm. And fully stepping into mm-hmm. this, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know, even if, whether that's with youth or motherhood or worry right. or whatever right. stage or phase you want to look at. Right. It's fully acknowledging I am no longer that, I am stepping into this, I'm stepping forward forward completely into it. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's really, and, and I was looking through my notes because it's funny when she says this, it was like, yes, yes, um, because it's about the crone being able to, as compassion, hold the love, yeah. but be, be um, totally in truth of the process, meaning to say what needs to be said not in a mean way, not in a vicious way, but in a completely almost neutral, honest way. And, you know, the one thing that most everybody, and I actually had the experience of having someone in my life, and it came after Matt died, and she was, um, and she was a crone, Mm -hmm. and she would tell me things and say to me something about what I was saying or, and a lot of it was, stop being so much a pity pot. Get off your pity pot. Yeah. And she wouldn't say it that way, but, you know, there were a lot of other things. And, <laughs> and I would get all huffy, and I would, you know, I'd kind of start to clam up like, yeah, yeah. No, fine. yeah. you don't understand. <laughs> you don't, really. Yeah. And I'd go away. 
right? And I, I mean, I'd eventually leave, and you know, we'd I'd leave her presence, and and then I would it would sit it would there, and it would just be, and then I'd go, come back almost humble and say, you were right, and I apologize for any negative energies or attitude I copped, right? Because you were right, and she didn't, you know, it was she wasn't looking to become the best friend or yeah. to hold my hand through that and, and pat my head and all that. And I have other friends who have been able to do that for me. Um, and we all do. But uh, she was, oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, when she passed, I was very sad, but she went out on her own terms, which I was really, you know, I mean, she just, she didn't want to live in any other place. She lived in her place, and she had an aneurysm and passed really quickly. Mm-hmm. But, um it was fascinating. It was just the most amazing thing, and I totally get that. Yeah. And I have more than one time found myself saying things that she said to me in in terms to my clients, and more than one time I've heard the death silence mm-hmm. that happens afterwards that I totally know. Yeah. You've 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 hit it, and there's but they don't want to hear it, and yeah. you know, so. But it's fascinating because that crone hood process, whoa. Yep. Yeah. So we should probably take a break. We're a little over. Oh, yes. We always are. Yeah. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. delay so I can that what I hear yeah is slower than what the switchboard is telling me. Yeah. The switchboard was like your commercial's over but I could still hear it playing. Right and then it does dun dun dun. Yeah so hopefully y'all aren't hearing some weirdness. <laughs> Besides me and Elvira that is. Yeah well and this time our our line is excellent. It, there's no yeah, static. Static. What yeah. the hell? Well I I mean yay <laughs> it could be that too. I mean you never know. Okay. So um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and it was like, oh, my God, I went out and I got, as I say, I have, I do the work with the old-fashioned way of looking at my books. and Physical some research. Physical research, I definitely. And then, of course, I do modern if I have to, if I'm not finding what I'm looking for or want. But there was a whole thing on crone magic. Yes. Yes. So um, what is your source for this, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, my God, you're going to ask me is that. Is it the Maiden Mother Crone book? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, it is. I think that's by DJ Conway. Yes, I, Should I confirm that? Should I look it up? Real quick? I think you're right. You don't have to confirm it. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to say 
there has been some shit talking about DJ Conway. Oh dear. On the interwebs, and a couple of her books are utter crap. I will I will totally say that. But some of her books are great. Right. Right. So um, the Maiden Mother Crone book I really love. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a book called Moon Magic that I really love. Yes. So. Yes. Well, and and you know, here's our thing. We have all these sources, and as we were talking about, these are sources that people write books on and put the information out, and it is not the be-all and end-all. Right. Right. Okay. It it's it's beginnings. It's yep. it's modifications. Right. It's it's recipes, and you take those recipes yes. and make them your own. Right. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, some people I look at and I go, ugh, 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 you know, and others I I go, well, this is really good, or maybe they'll have. There's some things, like three or four pages on something that are oh, really good. And the, the rest only of it. time I get my panties in a twist, and I'm not going to name names because I just am not, but it's when an author says, this is ancient, oh, and yeah. I know it because of my lineage, and I blah, 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 bullshit, 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 and then you find out a decade later, oh, no, they made it all up. Right. That's when I get pissed off. Well, yeah. There are some very famous, well-respected pagan and witchcraft authors where that is their story, and yeah. I do not like that. Like, make shit up. It's great. We make shit up all the time. And it's just as powerful. But don't pretend that you found it in some ancient tome and the goddess handed it to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and but think of who and when people were writing things. Yeah. And they had to feel <clears throat> that this would be accepted, so it had to have the weight right. of history right. and ancientness. Right. And now... Older is better. You know, and we're like, uh, yeah, right. Older okay. is better. Cronehood. Cronehood. Oh, I know. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> okay. Well, crown magic. Crone magic, there are, you know, out of it there were like 13 things that they, the person suggested as things. And one of them was, and this is very interesting, is part of is end, ending relationships, job, and friendships, meaning working with the endings of these things. The part of this is crone magic. Crone magic. Yeah. Well, it means that it's the magic that crone the crone energy is called upon or that you as a crone are asked to help with, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of it more that I think it's, it's, it's what it falls under. Like mother is the, the birthing of things, you know, the, the impregnating and birthing of things. This is like the ending of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like also divorce. You know, re, you know the the menopause are coming to terms with aging. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, a lot of it is, and I thought it was interesting. It's like regroup of energies needed at end of a cycle of activity and or a problem. Think about that. Right. You know, we usually go, okay, it's an ending. Let's get on to the beginning of right. something. You know, and having had a person pass away and have grief, you don't have that, I get a month of grief and then it's all done. Yeah. You know, there's there's a time to regroup. I'm really a fan of using, from Samhain to, um, no, I'm sorry, not from Samhain, from winter solstice to Imbolc, I'm really a fan of letting that time 
be a fallow time where I don't put any new plans into action. I'm not, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I don't do any of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I just let that be the quiet time. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. so rarely do that for ourselves. I know. And that's the Crohn's time of the year. Exactly. You know? yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it was a, um, and it was funny because they were talking, moving from a dwelling place or job. Now, obviously, for me, that had more meaning. I thought that was kind of humorous. But it is about, you know, transition. Yeah. You know, and it's not just an ending. It's transitioning from one place to another. Right. And, uh, but there's also, there was, they got a little bit intense. Uh, retribution on rapists, murderers, and um, negative, you know, uh, people that are, are negative or harmful in society. I love it. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten so pissed off about something, usually because my partner watches freaking news and I can't get so angry <laughs> and I can feel it. I can feel that just build in my body. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. released that to Hecate so many times. Like, all right, Hecate, go get those MFers and teach them a lesson. Right. And I just unleash that because I know she can take it and bring retribution to those right. who most need it. Right. And. Strong protection needed from attacks on the physical, psychic, and even um, annoyance by spirits. So, you know, you're talking strong protection. Yeah. Because she, you know, whether it's a goddess or, you know, it's the holder between, it's the doorkeeper. Yeah. So protection, you don't want someone in or you let someone in. Right. You know, that kind of a thing. Right. It's like the... um the den mother at a sorority. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Somehow I don't think I want to be a sorority mother. So Thank much. you. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and this is interesting. Understand the deepest mysteries. Mm. You know, I mean, what are the deepest mysteries? Right. You know, what is the deep? Right. And I think most of us um, think about it, and it may be deep at a certain point for us, and then it's even deeper down another level. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think you just said something really funny. It's what I've. It's something I've been working on all week. Is okay. What is the next level down? Yes. You know that's something with spell work. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're mm-hmm. focused on this thing, but what's below that thing? What's What's the next level down? Right. How, how, how many levels down can you take this till you really get to the root of something? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, like the bottom floor of the basement. Yeah. And um, then you know, develop trance and communication with guides and other spirits. So yeah. that kind of follows, you know, within understanding the deep mysteries, but it's right. also a different part of it. Right. You know, and she's having been in all the worlds, so understanding how to go through right and and be in all of the places that other people coming through are going through. Exactly. You've been there you've because you've been it. experienced it. Yeah. And you know, obviously the actual planet process, the plants, it's like the garden and the plants and readying it for winter. I mean, that's part of and symbolically we go out, we do that, but it's also inside of ourselves. Right. You know, readying ourselves for winter, you know, preparing ourselves for that time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes me look at this whole process and go, wow, so that's what this feels like yeah. or does. And I'm not saying I'm at it all the time. It's just I happen to suddenly dip down into a specific area and see this is what I was doing or this is what we did or, you know, and watch my own cycles. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, 
colors. Colors are definitely black. I mean, which is, you know, all dark blue, deep purple. Silver. Silver. Um, so the waning moon. The waning moon, the dark moon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Winter. Yep. Night. You know, all the best times. All the best times. I love those times. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Uh, if we could actually work in the the dark time, it would be like, yay, I don't have to go to work. I'll just sit here in the dark of the night and work. But um, counsel, deep mysteries and prophecies, you know, gateway to reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, goddesses, throw out some of your goddesses you like. Hecate. Okay. Kind of my go-to. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, and then there's... Um, Mother Hold, and of course yours, Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kali Ma. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's on that list. Huh? Yeah, um, and Sedna. Sedna is, you know, the Inuit mm-hmm. crone, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that about Sedna. That's interesting. Well, that's you know, again, this is one of those where. If you want to look at every one of the potential books that say it, you get a combination of things. Right. Um, and I found it interesting because she talks about the time of maxi soma energy. That's mm-hmm. what crondom is, or crone time, or you know that particular time. I thought, hmm. You know, I've been chewing on that one for a yeah. while, but this should make you interested, teacher. What is the tarot card? Of the crone? Yeah. I want to see if you got what she got. Hmm. I don't know. Hermit. Yeah, I was thinking the hermit, but then I was like, well, that's more sage. But, yeah, obviously it's sage because they're the same right Right. passage. Right. And the other one that I would say is the moon. Sure. In one instance. Well, at least in some of the revised decks, maybe not the writer deck. Right. Yeah, no, I, I like the hermit mm-hmm. as that holder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, so, but it it, um, it was interesting, you know, cutting away. It's all about, you know, the power to. Oh, shit. Elvira's phone is ringing. Everybody. Yeah, Elvira's phone is ringing, and I don't know why, because <laughs> I was supposed to have turned it off, so. Turn your phone off. I didn't turn my phone off. Does that sound like a real bad thing in school? <laughs> Elvira, please read your note out loud. Well, it actually was. I hate to tell you this. It was about Rona Park Expressway Improvement. Oh, yeah. You got a Nixle? Me I got too. a Nixle. Yeah, I'm like going, great. I was trying. I'm just going to turn this puppy off, you know? It's like, okay, guys, I don't need a Jeez. Of all the times and all the realms that I have done. Actually, we're close to the end of our time, so maybe that was just the spirits being like, all right, there's wrap it up. Wrap it up, girls. Wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's all it's all very interesting. But um yeah, and one of the things of course is it's always the triplicity. Yeah. And they talk about main mother crone and mm-hmm. she's the third and then it's like nine or multiples of nine mm-hmm. are very much a part of her her energy, her sacred magic. Mm. So that was, you know, an interesting thought. But um and yeah, we had a we have a fear of death, but you know what? That fear of death was set up so that we could keep our physical bodies from dying too soon. Yeah. Um, and I think well, it's the unknown. You yeah. Know, we don't know what happens. Right. 
and I guess in some ways that's um, that's hard to take. No, humans don't like that. No, that's why people call us for readings. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, I don't mean to be no, you're right, snarky, but right. you know, shoot, it's it's because I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, what is that? We've never climbed that mountain. Let's go figure out what's going on over there. Right, yeah. right. So, but, you know, she's the keeper of the Akashic Records. She deals with, you know, past lives and remembering ourselves through those past lives. Right. Whether we believe in reincarnation or not, it's just, or even just the past. I think the thing that really got me when that was saying, and because all of us have gone through, what were our past lives and what do we do? Um, but it's our past in this lifetime. Yeah. You know, kind of going back and and just like I said, with people talking to me about things and hearing Mm -hmm. my own history. Oh, yeah. It may not be the exact person, but the exact feeling and what I did Mm -hmm. or didn't do or, you know. But, um, so, yeah, I think this is a a very broad Mm -hmm. and engaging. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So, um but yeah, not much else I got on my end of the world. What do you want to say, girl? No, I'm. I feel good. We talked about all the things. I mean, really, we have three minutes left. Three, three whole minutes. What are we supposed to do next week? I don't know. Are we going to do this, the equinox next week? I think we should do the equinox next week. Sweet. Okay. Well, and next week, next weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is Hexenfest. See, I knew. I was. I was sitting here. Yeah. Talking Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.